Welcome to Dr. Blackgrass On Air for May 2016. Over the next six months, we'll bring you a monthly podcast to talk about some of the main issues for blackgrass control and grass weed control at that stage of the cropping season. At the moment, one of the main things is that blackgrass has now appeared above the wheat canopy. You may have seen it from your tractor cab, going crop walking, driving along an A-road, or even just looking at Twitter. Clearly, when blackgrass appears like this, particularly in high populations, it requires a response. And in the first part of today's programme, I'm going to speak to Gordon Anderson-Taylor of Bayer about the steps growers can take to deal with the problem in the coming weeks and months. In the second part of the show, we're going to hear from one of Bayer's leading resistance specialists, Dr. Roland Beffer, who is based at their laboratories in Frankfurt, Germany. He is going to tell us about resistance testing and about how some of the work he is doing offers hope for controlling resistant populations in the future. But first of all, let's hear from Gordon. I caught up with him at Bayer's Chisel Weed Screen earlier this month. Some farmers will be starting to see blackgrass heads appearing above their crop about this time of year. What can you say to them? What kind of things should they be doing immediately and in the long term? Yeah, I mean, May really is a time when you can see the blackgrass appearing of the crop. And I think the first thing, first of all, is just think exactly what you did that season and are there anything that you would have changed? Because clearly you can see the results of all your efforts at that time. The next thing to think about, of course, is you know, looking forward, do we need to prevent seed shed? If you've not already sprayed out some very heavily infested areas of blackgrass, it could be the last opportunity now to treat those blackgrass plants with Roundup or glyphosate and eliminate the seed shed for the next season. So it seems a bit of a shame after you've gone through the entire season, but it will help you for the next crop in the year. Of course, not quite in May, but identify the patches that you're going to take blackgrass seed samples from. Those would normally be taken, of course, more in July before the seed is shed, of course, but when the seed is mature. Now, the advantage of taking the blackgrass seed sample is that you can actually identify the form of resistance in that patch and potentially across the entire field. The reason for that, of course, is it then indicates perhaps the most appropriate chemistry that you should be using for your blackgrass control next season. Now, the only caution I would say is if you take seed for a seed test, that certainly could take six to eight weeks at least to be able to get a result, which often is past the time of application of pre-emergence herbicides. But it's still well worth doing because blackgrass control is a long-term effort and to know the resistance status of your population, where the blackgrass is, is key to actually developing a reasonable strategy. Okay, and if people are seeing more heads above the crop than they would like, what changes can they make for next year? Should there be any radical changes in rotation or chemistry or that kind of thing? I think, again, just looking backwards, first of all, at the chemistry you used in the previous season and think, well, you know, was I perhaps a little bit overcautious with my applications? Should I be stacking uh, my preems a little bit higher in order to get improved control at the pre-emergence timing? Uh, or perhaps was my post-emergence uh, product put on too late, possibly in the spring rather than in the autumn? So you can look at the chemical programme first. But I think after that, if your chemical programme uh, was reasonable, it was applied in good conditions in the previous season and still not being effective, then clearly you've got to look at the cultural aspects and integration of the chemical and cultural is the absolute requirement in order to obtain control in many situations so essentially what you need to look at first of all are probably the easier options are obviously looking at things like uh, delaying your drilling date by two to three weeks can have a dramatic impact on the amount of black grass that comes up in the crop possibly uh, drilling a more competitive crop looking at your seed rates all these are relatively easy options if you can't tackle it that way then you may be looking at a more dramatic change actually changing your cropping pattern 
And, of course, the ultimate change is moving into a spring crop, which, again, if you can control the blackgrass in the spring crop, you've then got opportunities for sale seed beds, obviously. You've got periods during the winter where you're able to control blackgrass that emerges. And then, of course, you're drilling in the spring uh, when blackgrass germinates less, uh, you're less likely to actually suffer from significant populations in the following season. So, Gordon, to finish off, what would you say to farmers who've seen a lot of blackgrass on their farm this May and are really beginning to question how they are going to control blackgrass in the future? Yeah, I understand that totally. I mean, clearly the situation can be overwhelming, but it's important not to get overwhelmed by it. First of all, know what your problem is. Identify where it is. Identify its resistance status. Then at least you know what you're trying to tackle. I think after that, look at the options that are open to you. Now, whether that be delayed drilling or spring copping or modifying your chemical programme or indeed things like cover crops move into spring cropping there's a lot of options out there see what fits into your farming system and decide exactly the program to adopt and follow it through because it's not a short-term strategy but there are instances where people have overcome difficult blackgrass problems it's not an impossible situation it's just something that needs tackling over a period of two or three years but certainly it is achievable to get your population down to acceptable levels which not only obviously means uh, profitability will increase your yields will increase but also the farm will look a lot better so it's not the end of the world thanks a lot gordon so one of the main things gordon talked about was getting a resistance test done if you have a difficult population of blackgrass and have never had a test or not had one recently it is definitely worth considering the first step is to speak to your agronomist or local member of the bayer technical team You can discuss your blackgrass problem with them and they will help you identify which resistance tests you need because in addition to Bayer's tests, there are other tests commercially available. For people who do have their resistance tests done by Bayer, all the samples are sent off to Frankfurt in Germany for analysis. In Germany, a team of scientists led by Roland Beffer look at these samples and analyse what level of resistance they have. I spoke to Roland earlier this month when I visited the facility. So, Roland, could you give me a quick outline of what happens to samples of seed and of plants that are sent from the UK to the labs here in Germany? So the seeds we receive are first um, analysed in the greenhouse for uh, resistance to different herbicides or different sequence of treatment or mixtures. And uh, the resistant population, uh, we can also take plants and analyze uh, later on in the laboratory. As we do for the plant samples, we receive directly from the field. And these plants will be analyzed for two types of resistance. First type is target site resistance. We will analyze the by genetic analysis uh, the mutations uh, which occur in these plants. And uh, also the plants will be measured uh, uh, for metabolic resistance. And uh, these uh, plants will be treated with radioactive herbicides, and then the analysis will be due related to the capacity of the plant to metabolize or detoxify uh, the herbicides. I think the target site, uh, we analyze mainly ALS and ACCA's mutations because they are relevant for uh, UK 
And for uh, metabolic resistance, at the moment we analyzed mainly ALS inhibitors, different inhibitors, and on demand we can also analyze uh, ACCA's inhibitors. Okay, and um, at the moment we send samples to Germany to test. Will there ever be a time when we can test things in the field or at least on uh, very local laboratories? So this is our dream, <laughs> especially for metabolic resistance. I will say for target site, we can develop today certain methods which we can foresee test directly in the field, maybe in a time frame of two to three years from now. I think for metabolic resistance, it's much more difficult. Uh, we need first to understand what are the genes which are involved in detoxification uh, of the uh, compounds. I think there is a lot of research to do still, and uh, probably uh, we cannot do that at the field level for the next five years. Nevertheless, our goal is try to decrease the time for response for our analysis in the laboratory. At the moment, uh, it's a time frame of two to three weeks. And uh, uh, by improving uh, our methods, uh, we try to each year to come to less and less time for answer. Could I ask you just a little bit more about the metabolic resistance? Uh, you're testing that it can uh, metabolize ALS inhibitors, but does this mean it can also metabolize other chemical groups, other actives um, more effectively as well? So really, is there cross-resistance? I think yes. Metabolic resistance is not related to uh, the mode of action. It's related to the chemical structure. This means that a population which has metabolic resistance to ALS inhibitor can also show metabolic resistance to ACCA's inhibitors or uh, other uh, chemical classes which has other mode of actions. I think we can even, and we have the example already of populations from the fields which have broad metabolic resistance and which are resistant to even new chemistries. Okay, so it's possible that even if a new mode of action is discovered, there will already be a, a very well-developed capacity for resistance in existing populations. This might be possible for existing resistant population. Fortunately, will not be, from my point of view, a high number of populations. But you will be able to find it. It will exist. Okay, so, so UK farmers, they send their samples in, they get a re their results back, and obviously identifies certain levels of resistance in the target site and the EMR. What should they do with this information? I think our colleagues, uh, which are in contact with the farmers, they use this data to um, refine the recommendations for further uh, treatments. For example, we know that not each target site has the same weight of resistance. We know that metabolic resistance, we can find metabolic resistance to one given compound of a chemical class but not the other, for example. So these help us really to define what are the best uh, uh, herbicides to be used to overcome this resistance. And finally, can you use the, the learnings you have about mechanisms of resistance 
to identify new actives to use and new compounds? Yes, I think this is also uh, one of uh, the outcome of our studies. We try to really characterize very well uh, reference-resistant population, and these reference-resistant population are introduced in our screening. And uh, uh, sorry, so screening is when you're testing compounds at the beginning. At the see, beginning, yeah, to see if they have any beneficial effects for weed control. Yes, okay. and uh, and uh, of course the compounds which are not cross-resistant to uh, this reference resistant line are very good candidate for to develop uh, new herbicides. Thanks a lot, Roland. So I think there's some real points for optimism there, particularly that there might be a fast test for target site resistance and even metabolic resistance in the not-too-distant future. But as we're dealing with fast-evolving weeds, there were also points for concern, particularly that the metabolic resistance can be to multiple compounds, not just one. That's all for Dr Blackgrass on air in May. We'll be back in June with a roundup of what we found out at Cereals. I hope you can listen to us then. Goodbye.